Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to come live today. I have a very, very special guest. Um, my mother, who is 91 years old, and you've met her some years ago when she was, I believe, 86. So you met her about, uh, what, four or five, six, about six years ago, you met her, many of you met her for the first time in the video about my mother's beauty secrets. And she's here, she's visiting me um, in California and with my sister. Hello, Sheila. She's visiting me and she just came on to say hello to all of you because I know some of you recognize her. Actually, many of you may recognize her. And that's how many of you have come to my YouTube channel because of my mother. Good morning, Mr. Sabux. Oh, my mom disappeared. <laughs> When I make a certain move, my mom disappears. Good morning, Sheila. Well, mom, can you say hello to everyone? What would you like to say? Mom, what would you like to say to everyone? Oh, my, my mom, mom, they can't even see you. My mom's disappearing in and out. Okay, Ma, don't bend because when you bend, they can't see you. So, what would you like to say to them? Okay, she's talking Japanese. Do you want to talk Japanese? Yes. She just said hello in Japanese. Do you want to say it in another language? I want to speak in Japanese. Why do you want to speak in Japanese? Ma, come over here, Ma. Yeah. Why do you want to speak in Japanese? You want to say hello in English? Yes, I can do. Okay. Yeah. What would you like to say to everybody? What does it feel like to be 91? I don't feel like I, I am 91 now. I feel like very young, much younger. Wow. That's amazing. You know what? <laughs> Just to let you know the power of positive thinking and power of living a really good life is, you know, my mom, she doesn't take any medicine. She doesn't, um, she walks, she eats. I mean, she was in high blood pressure medicine and she completely got off of it. And she doesn't take, she takes herbs. She's taking some antiviral herbs now because she's traveling. Not that she has COVID, but she's taking antiviral. She's taking Chinese herbs and, you know, and she went to see my acupuncture. So just to show you the uh, power of positive thinking, the power of healthy eating, the power of um, holistic living. And, you know, that's what my mom is really all about. I know, hologram mom. Hi, Lulian. Okay, so today we are going to get into the questions. And I have an I Ching reading for um, somebody named, um, I forget who it was. Hi, Alma. I have an I Ching reading that I'm going to be doing for... Um, there was somebody that asked me last week about whether it was safe for her to live in New Zealand. It was, let me, let me pull that up and see what the question, it was from um, Joanne Hooper. Joanne Hooper wanted to know if uh, it was safe to live in New Zealand in the next 50 years. And so I'm going to do an I Ching Oracle pull card for that. Hi, Mega Mindset. How are you? What herbal, Sheila? That's a great question. Um, I don't know what the formula is because she, 
my sister brought the formula. My sister has an acupuncturist in New York. She lives in New York. And uh, the acupuncturist there in New York, not my acupuncturist here, but the acupuncturist in there gave her a formula that she created for antiviral. So while my mom's traveling, that she's taking that formula, you know, for, for the travel. And so uh, my mom, hi, Norseman. This is my 91 year old mother. She's here from visiting me from New York and uh, she's 91. And so she went to Kem to say hello to everyone because a lot of people know her. I did a couple of videos with her. One of the videos that I did has like 4 million views. It's about her ancient beauty secrets. And I did that when she was 86 years old. Now she's 91 years old. Can you believe it? And she's still doing well. Like she's not on any medication. She walks, she eats every, she eats more than I do. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, my, my sister, I have a sister in New York who takes care of her full time, but I'm telling you for 91, I think my mom is going to go to hundred. Uh, you're welcome, Sheila. So I don't know what the formula is, but it's an antiviral formula, which is different from immune boosting formula. So it's not an immune boosting formula. So this antiviral formula, what it does is if you get like a virus, then it, it, it helps when you, once you get the virus. And so immune boosting formulas are to boost your immune system. This is to deal with the viruses that you bring in. And so that's what she's taking right now. And she's taking it for travel purposes. So what I would do is if you have an acupuncturist in your state, because acupuncturists in, in the U.S., they have to be licensed. And um, I know in California, the acupuncturists in California can only treat people who live in California. So every state is different laws. And so I would you know, uh, find a local acupuncturist and ask them about antiviral formulas. And, you know, I'm sure there are different kinds of formulas. I don't know what plants are in this formula because she brought it with her. So I don't know. And she custom. Oh, hi. Oh, look, mom. Norseman donated $35. That's so sweet. Thank you, Norseman. God bless your soul. Um, so that's what it is. It's antiviral versus immune boosting. And she's taking an antiviral formula so that, you know, as she's traveling, whether she's in the airplane, whether she's in the airport, if she catches any kind of virus, actually, my mom had COVID in 20 end of 2020. She actually got COVID because my brother got COVID. And as soon as my brother had very bad symptoms, and my sister ran to her acupuncturist and asked her acupuncturist at the time, if she had specific uh, formula for COVID and my, the, her acupuncturist in New York created a form. She says, I do, because she was a Chinese medical doctor and acupuncturist in China. And she was there when they had that whole SARS breakout. Remember that SARS breakout. And so she had a formula for COVID and she gave it to my sister. My sister gave it to my brother. And at the time, my brother had horrible symptoms, horrible. He couldn't even get out of bed. And because he had it, my mom got it. So my sister gave that formula to my, um, my brother. Two days later, he started feeling better. His kids, he has four kids, insisted that he go to the emergency room or whatever, or to the doctor or something to get a COVID test, right? 
he was starting to feel better, but his kids insisted that he see a doctor. And so he did, he did see a doctor. They did the test, he got COVID. And so they said, well, why don't you go to the emergency room? You know, you got COVID. So he went to the emergency room and literally they discharged him in one day because he did not, he did not have as, he did not have, um, what is that? The, um, the, the lung thing. Uh, what is it called? My, my, my brain is he didn't have that, that long, uh, that long thing where you have to be hospitalized and you get into ventilation. I forget the name of the word. So they literally discharged him one day. And it was literally that Chinese herb saved him for being hospitalized. He started getting better after he started to take that Chinese herb. Then a week later, my mom started to have COVID symptoms. This was in like December of 2021. And my sister gave her the same formula and my mom recovered. She started to recover. She wasn't hospitalized. So I tell you, this is the testament to the power of Chinese medicine and Chinese herbs. If you take it correctly, the right amount of time for the right purposes, a certain quantity, you know, and it's monitored by a professional, it could help you with COVID. And my mom does not have a vaccine. My mom does not have the COVID vaccine. So she's 91 and she survived COVID. She never was hospitalized. Just shows you the power of these herbs. I don't even know what the herb is. I have to ask my sister. What I'll do is I'll ask my sister. She actually made it herself. The woman formalized it herself. This is an acupuncturist in New York. She formalized it herself and she gave it to my sister. So what I'll do is I will ask my sister what was in those herbs, what plants were in those herbs. And I will relay that information to you in future, um, future live sessions. So I will ask my sister because this is my sister's puncturist who uh, created, you know, who gave the formula. So I will find out and I will answer that question, but it's a really great question. And, and so if my mother, 91, survived COVID, think about it. Think about it. So there are ways to deal with this. Um, it's, you know, to me, COVID can be serious. And I know people have died from it. But if you have the right support, you have the right support for your body, we can all come um, you know, we can all survive it. That's what I believe. Because if my mom survived, my brother, I tell you, he had the worst symptoms. He could not even get out of bed. And then as soon as he started to take those Chinese herbs, two days later, he was able to start walking. He wasn't even able to walk because he was so sick. He had such horrible symptoms. And so just show you the power of herbs. But herbs, if you don't take it properly, they could have side effects. So that's why I see a professional because I see a professional herbologist because I know that I don't know everything about herbs. Herbs in and of itself is a whole school, right? There's thousands of herbs and different formulas. And, you know, that's why I see a specialist because the herb, there's so many herbs out there. It's almost overwhelming. And I want to get my, uh, my acupuncturist on live. I want her in the show because I want her to talk about Chinese herbs, but it's overwhelming. So I actually see an acupuncturist who's also an herbologist because of this reason, because, you know, and you can, if you take the wrong herbs, you could have side effects from that. Herbs are very powerful things, you know, but they are so powerful 
that if you use it properly, it really, really helps you to heal. So I'm a huge proponent of Chinese herbs or even Ayurvedic herbs, you know, but I decided to go to the Chinese medicine route because I'm Asian and it just resonates with me. I love Ayurveda and Ayurveda has their own set of herbs and I love Ayurveda myself, but I decided for my own help, I decided to go the Chinese medicine route. Hi, special gifts LA. Yes, I will. Paul, Paul Hader, yeah. Great herbologist. That, yes, anybody that find an herbologist. Oh, you just grow them. Wow, Norseman, very good. Hi, Luce. Hi, hi, Lynn. How are you? Lynn, I just want to say Lucent Links is here. Uh, hi, Lynn. She is one of our own Hills practitioner. And let me tell you, she did a live uh, session on our clubhouse and I was blown away. Her chakra clearing, I was so blown away by her chakra clearing. I was like, it was so much more than I ever expected. So hi, Lynn, thanks for joining us. That's amazing, Norseman. Where do you live that you could grow these things? Where do you live that you could grow these things? Yes, Chinese has been doing medicine for thousands of years. You also want to be careful where the herbs are coming from. That's really, really important. It has to come from a quality manufacturer, quality place, because some of the companies out there, they make like these, these herbs and they, and, and it's not, it, they put in things because they're trying to make more profit as opposed to they're thinking more about the money than about the product. And so there are products. And so there's some companies in China that you don't, that I wouldn't rely on. So I get all of my herbs from companies in California, in Oregon and Taiwan. Those were are where the herbs are really coming from. So they get the raw ingredients from China, but it's processed in other countries. And so one of the things that the acupuncturist you know, you know, I would ask maybe your acupuncturist, your herbologist, where, where has this been processed? Because it's in the processing that matters. It's in the processing. So you want to make sure that if the herb is coming in a bottle, you want to make sure that it's coming from a good company, a good company that processes it well. So there's a company called Evergreen in California, great company. There's a company called uh, Pearl in Oregon, a great company. Uh, there's a company called Suntan in uh, California, another great company. There's a company, I think it's called KPC out of Taiwan, another good company. So just be, just make sure that the herbologist, if they're giving you a bottle, you know, the, the pill form, the capsule form, that it's coming from a reliable source. That's really, really important. Okay, because there's lots of companies out there that don't give the real deal. They don't do give you the real deal and you don't want those herbs. Okay, so make sure it's quality herbs that the herbologist is getting it from. But if the herbologist is making their own formula and that, you know, mixing it. Great. That's even better. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm growing herbs for tons for tea. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Hi. Hello, Roy. 
For those of you, again, let's reset again. I am sitting here with my 91-year-old mother who's here to say hello to all of you. And, uh, and she's visiting me. Wait, when I move, she's, she's visiting me from New York in California. She and my sister are visiting me today. So uh, they're going to be leaving next week, but she's 91 and she's doing extremely well. So let's go to the... Um, uh, let's go to the I Ching Oracle reading, Joanne Hooper. So Joanne Hooper asked about, will it be safe to live in New Zealand in the next 50 years? During the next 50 years, will it be safe to live in New Zealand in the next 50 years? So that was Joanne Hooper's question. And this morning when I did a meditation, I pulled, I got this card. Energy number 47, confined, confined. And it says, can you, can you stick to your purpose when there is no external encouragement or confirmation? No outward signs of progress does not mean you or the world are wrong. Concentrate on inner growth within the confinement. Don't place too much value on words. They're not trustworthy enough to give you a way out. What if you could only rely on yourself? Who are you when you are alone? Okay, so this is a, this is a really powerful message. The message that, Joanne, if you are here and you're listening to this live session, if not, it's being recorded, what the message of the I Ching Oracle wants to give you is that they want you to rely on yourself for that answer. I Ching Oracle is all about wisdoms and inner guidance for, for you to learn how to fish. They don't want to just give you the answer. They don't want to say, yes, it's going to be safe. No, it's not going to be safe. They're not giving you the fish. They're teaching you how to fish. So what they're saying here to you is that if you go, if, what if you could only rely on yourself? The answer is within yourself. The answer is within yourself. So they want you to start, you know, going more, um, no, so here they say no outward signs of progress does not mean you or the world are wrong. So what they're saying here to you there is no wrong or right answer whether New Zealand is safe or not. What they're saying to you is there is a right direction for you, for sure, but it's that direction comes from inward. It doesn't come because you've determined that somebody said to you that New Zealand is going to be safe for the next 50 years. What is it that internally that makes you feel safe or unsafe. They want you to sort that out. They want you to sort out that internal world as to whether you can determine that New Zealand is safe or not safe. Because for every person that says New Zealand is safe in the next 50 years, there might be another person that says New Zealand is not safe in the next 50 years. So what it is is this, is that they want you to connect to that safety. They want you to say, okay, if you're not safe, if for some reason 
you feel that New Zealand is not safe, what is triggering within yourself that's making you feel not safe? What is that deep-rooted trigger? What is that deep, deep-rooted trigger? Because let me tell you, you couldn't live in, I live in California, right? California, what do we have? We have earthquakes. We have wildfires. We have mudslides. I mean, we have a lot of things. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen homes burned out. You know, we have massive wildfires. We have earthquakes. I live in an earthquake zone, wildfire. There's mudslides. We live in it, right? So is California safe in the next 50 years? What they're saying is don't focus on that. Focus on that inner world because there are people that will live in California that will have their house burned down. And there are people that live in California that will never have their house burned down. There are people in California that things will not go their way and there'll be people who live in California where they're thriving. And so what they're saying is, is that it could go either way for you. New Zealand could be the best thing that happened to you, or you could arrive in New Zealand and things won't go as much your way. The way to optimize that prospect of New Zealand working for you is to tap into your internal world and check in. What is it about your internal world that is saying that New Zealand is not safe? Is it because of something that you read? Did you read things and saying that in the next 50 years, you see reports that New Zealand might have a volcano uh, eruption, or it might have drought, or it might have this, or it might have that. Are you reading into that? And is that informing your decision? So what it is, is how can you process those emotions? How can you process those emotions? Because it's not even really about the situation, whether New Zealand is safe or not, because I'm sure that some people will live in New Zealand for the rest of their lives and be perfectly safe. And other people, it, things might not go their way. It's how you're processing that information, those emotions that will determine what experience you have when you land on New Zealand because that internal world will connect you to, if your internal world is grounded, is centered, it's strong, you have a strong foundation in that internal world and you move to New Zealand and things happen that may not be as desirable, you're going to be able to adapt and adjust and you're going to be able to handle it in a much more powerful way. But if your internal world is full of, uh, if you don't feel safe, you're scared of everything, right? And you're not centered, you're not grounded, and you move and things happen in New Zealand, then what's going to happen is you're not going to, and things happen, maybe things that you don't desire start happening, you're not going to be able to manage that. You're not going to be able to handle that. You're, you're going you're gonna to feel, um, you're going to feel like you're off balance, right? So the more you can ground yourself, the more your root, that internal root is strong, like the roots of a tree is strong, the more you can ground yourself and have that center and have that foundation that you are a strong person, you can go into any situations. You could go into New Zealand. You could go to any country and you can still thrive. So this is where they want 
to, they want you to rely on yourself to make that decision, not rely on some reports that people are talking about. So that's what it is. It's to go in and build those roots, build those roots of groundedness, centerness. So any situation that arises, you can handle it better. Your internal world is well prepared. You know, Tony Robbins always says, he says, it's not the situation that matters. It's the meaning, how you process that situation that matters. So you could have one situation and two different people will process it differently, right? You could have, you know, you could, let's say you, there's an earthquake that happens. You have two different people, you know, and they could process it very differently. One person might think that this is the worst thing that has ever happened to them. You know, let's say, and the other person might say, well, this is the way nature goes and I can rebuild again, right? It's two different perspectives for the same situation. So what perspective you have, it depends on you, depends on how grounded you are, how centered you are, how strong your foundation is, and you will, and how you can reframe. Are you able to see that situation as a learning opportunity, or are you able to see that situation, or are you seeing that situation as a, as a disempowering? So two different, two different perceptions for the same situation. So, so that's what they want you to work on. Okay, that internal. Hello, ex-church girl. Hello, ex-church girl. This is my mother. She's here with me, 91 years old. Oh, Norseman. Hi, hello. Hi, hello, Roy. Okay, hi, Melanie. Hi, Tamina. Okay, so bee balm, ashwagandha, hibiscus, lemongrass, cleavers, mullying, Kelandula. I've never heard of Kelandula. The other stuff I know of, ashwagandha is a very, very, uh, very, very famous adaptogen, right? Wow, that's amazing, Norseman. That's amazing. Lympho tea. Wow, you live a really natural lifestyle, don't you? I, I'm envying your life, Norseman. So where do you grow all of that? I don't even know where you live, Norseman. Where do you grow it? Hi, star. Okay, I'm out to go to plant 70 white sage for smudging. Oh, you have your own smudging sticks. That's beautiful. Beautiful, Norseman. Wow. Okay, Termina, she has a question. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Bites3. Your internal world will be more stable and grounded if you make informed decisions based on accurate and trustworthy information. That is true. So that's what it is, is that you want to, data is always a great thing. I always say data is a beautiful thing. Data is a beautiful thing. And so based on that data, you process it. But just because it says, well, there's a lot of earthquakes that happen in New Zealand, some people with that data, two people will look at it differently. So if you, let's say there's a data that shows that there's a lot of earthquakes that happen in New Zealand, right? two people will process it very differently based on their internal world. One person will say, oh my God, I'm so scared. I, I'm so scared. I can't move to New Zealand. I, I can't deal with earthquakes. I, I just can't. Another person will say, you know what? The risk of that, I'm okay. I don't believe it's gonna happen to me. You know, even if there is, I'm gonna be fine. 
So two different processing for the same data. It depends on where you are mentally and emotionally. What is your space? And some of those fears are happening because something from your childhood, something from, something from past lives, which is informing why you have those fears. And sometimes when you see like things like earthquake, that could be a trigger. And for somebody like that, if they can't, if they can't uh, manage that fear, New Zealand would not be a great place to live, right? Too many earthquakes. However, for somebody else, it wouldn't bother them because they don't have those fears. An earthquake would not be a trigger for them. We all have different triggers based on what we're holding on to, based on our childhood, based on things we're holding on to from our past lives, based on things that we inherited from our ancestors. We inherit certain energies, but none of it has to be held. You could release all of that. If you know about it, it can all be released and it all could be let go. But lots of times we hold on to things for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years or a whole lifetime because we're even unconscious of that fear. Because in my past life, you know, I just had a, um, a reading from a beautiful energy healer. She did a soul retrieval on me. And I always had this affinity for Buddhism. And I have lots of Buddhist statues and images in my home. Lots of them. Lots of them. And I've, I, my first meditation center I went to over 20 years ago was a Buddhist meditation center. And I know that intuitively, I always felt that in my past life, I was a Buddhist monk. And she said, Moon, and she doesn't know anything about my, my, my Buddha statues or anything about my Buddhism, nothing. She doesn't know anything about it. And she says, Moon, in your past life, you were a Buddhist monk. And it, it was like, ding, 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 ding. It so resonated me. So now I take that energy. So she says, however, in that lifetime, you were persecuted for being a Buddhist monk. You were persecuted. And because you were persecuted doing this work that you do, because there's certain times when I have fear that I'm going to be persecuted for putting out this message. I'm going to be persecuted at Om Hills for putting out energy medicine, something that I truly believe in, because sometimes some of the stuff that I discuss is not accepted in the mainstream, right? So even this lifetime, I have fears. Fears come up as I do the work that I do. It's because of that energy from my past life. I carry that persecution energy for being a Buddhist monk into this life. And so what I'm saying to you is there are energies that we're carrying in that we're subconscious of. And so things will trigger that. Things will trigger that. So somehow moving to New Zealand, oh, if you see an earthquake might be a trigger because maybe in a past life, you know, an earthquake destroyed your family and your home. And so you're carrying that energy. And so maybe you, that's why you have fear of earthquake, right? Because a lot of people still survive earthquakes, right? It's not like just because there's an earthquake, it doesn't mean everybody's going to die. So that's where I get a chance to release that fear, that persecution fear so that I could do this work. So I could do this work, not feeling that I'm going to be persecuted. So these are the things that we all carry with us. 
And certain things are triggers. Things are triggered. But some people, they have a fear of, you know, getting bitten by a dog because they were bitten as a child or they might have been bitten in a past life. You know what I'm saying? We all have our triggers because of the energies that we carried and we're holding on to. So I hope that answers your question. Um, okay, so ex-church girl, your meditation is so, so, so helpful. Oh, I'm so happy, ex-church girl. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for that feedback. I am very, very grateful. I want to put out more meditation on energy protection because I realized because um, the week before this week, I put out that energy medicine, the energy protection uh, guided meditation. And I realized that so many of us need energy protection. So I'm going to put out next week or the week after, I'm going to put out another energy protection guided meditation and this might be even shorter because a lot of times we need it as we move through the day we need like a two minute or a three minute energy protection as we move through the day so i'm going to uh, do another one that's even shorter so that if let's say you're going out the door and you're going to work and you want to protect your energy there's a shorter one for that you know maybe two or three minutes that you could do a shorter one and then just go out the door so just trying to make it more practical and useful as you move through your day. Okay, special gifts, LA. Let's see. Welcome. If we release such things, can our lives really change? It's like a wall crashing down, right? You know, you know that's a beautiful, beautiful question. If we release such things, if, we, if, if I release this, uh, this energy that I felt persecuted for being a Buddhist monk and trying to put out the light there, if I release that, is it like a wall crashing down? It can feel like that initially. It can feel like that. Why? Because you're because energetically, you're so you're so used to holding on to something. It's like the devil that I know versus the devil that I don't know. It's like you're so familiar with that. And sometimes even though it doesn't serve you, the familiarity is what kind of keeps you holding on to it. You're familiar with that, right? You're familiar with that feeling. You're familiar. So when we release it, yes, it can feel like a crashing down for certain people because you're getting rid of something that, that is, feels so familiar, right? And that could feel a little traumatic, like crashing down. So this is where you get to practice, again, self-compassion. It's okay. It's okay that it crashed. It's okay that you're going through. You're integrating this new energy. You're integrating, releasing that. It's a, there's a process in time for integration, right? So whenever I have an energy healing session, I know that there's a certain period of time that I'm going to be integrating this new energy, this new flow of energy, right? So, so those are the times when I might drink more water. I might have more compassion for myself. I might not take as much action during those times because I'm integrating, right? So I want to be more yin. I don't want to be yang. I might be more mindful. I might be more reflective. I might be, you know, I might not do as much activity. It's okay. That is part and parcel of the process and the releasing. And so that's when you want to have compassion for yourself. 
You want to uh, take care of yourself more. You want to be more reflective. You want to be more yin. You don't want to be taking a lot of action. And you want to be mindful that you're integrating, that there's a certain time period of adjustment, right? There's an adjustment time period. So be compassionate about uh, for yourself during that time, okay? I hope that answers your question, special gifts. Uh, hello, Michelle, welcome. True, we need, oh yes, I will provide more energy protection. Okay, so Termina 27, have you ever had an energy reading where the reader said something about you that didn't resonate? Sometimes readers will tell me only what I want to hear, confirmation bias, how to deal with that? Yes, that's a really, really good question because we've all had it. I've had readings, uh, uh, you know, I've had many readings, right? Many, many readings where things just didn't resonate with me, right? And I did, did feel that they were just kind of agreeing with whatever I said. They were like, yeah, 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 right? And it just didn't feel like they knew they could really read the energy well, right? It felt like, um, and I'm okay with that. So what I do in such uh, times is that I don't make it a big deal. When I, what I, what I say to myself is this is okay. Not every experience that I have is going to be that where I feel like I resonate. And this is part of the journey and the process because I honor anybody that does the work. I honor them. Now, even if I feel like maybe they don't know what they're doing or they're trying to fake it, I still honor that person. Why? Why do I honor that person? Is because I know this person came to this work because they felt something. Everybody that does this work, you know, the, the light workers, they come to this work because they feel like they're on their soul's path. Because I, I have yet to meet a light worker that came to this work because they thought they were going to make a lot of money. So I know that they initially came to this work with very good intentions, that they felt that this was their soul's path. I'm not going to judge that. I can never judge others and their, and their path. Never. Who am I to judge, right? Now, I can discern. There's a difference between judging and discern. I can discern whether this practitioner, this healer, this energy work is the right one for me in the future. But sometimes we have to go through the people that are not right for us. So then we know who's right for us later, right? Sometimes it's like, sometimes you have to go through three husbands before you get to the right husband. Sometimes people go through two divorces. Yes, it's not pleasant experience, but part of the journey is to have that experience so that you could appreciate when the right one comes in and you could recognize it. And so there's nothing wrong. So I never make a judgment. Okay, this person doesn't resonate me. I said, that's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I recognize it. I don't have to use them in the future. And that's exactly the way I process it. I don't ever get upset about that. And some of you might be like, well, I feel like I just wasted my money. I feel like I just wasted my money. I don't feel that way. Why do I not feel that way? 
Why do I not feel that way? Is because I reframe it differently. I say, you know what, universe, you give me enough abundance always to be able to have the session. And if this session doesn't work out, then I have given this person money for their own family, for their own living. You know, that's how I look at it. I said, I gave this $75, $100, $150, whatever the session was, $200. This, I helped this person to put food on their table, this light worker to put food on their table. I'm good with that because I know that money will be here so that I can find the right practitioner, right, and have the right resonance. So, you know, how many times have you gone, you gone to a restaurant and it wasn't the right, you didn't, wasn't crazy about the restaurant, you know, but so you didn't go back, but you, and then you go to the restaurants that you like, how many times, right? Or jobs, how many times do we change jobs? Not every job that we have is perfect for us, right? That's part of the journey of expansion and growth is to know, you know, Abraham Hicks always says, I know what I want because I've experienced what I don't want. I know what I want because I've experienced what I don't want. So going through and, and, and trying different people that don't resonate you is part and parcel of the journey of growth and expansion. Let me repeat that. Going through the, this process is part and parcel of the journey of expansion and growth. So Termina, I hope that has helped you. I hope that it has helped you. And if you have a follow-up question, let me know. Okay, so special left gift LA. I felt very severe migraine when I realized triggers and I was releasing. I practiced drinking water and compassion. I let myself cry and feel grief. Beautiful special gifts, beautiful. You handled that absolutely well. And you recognize that you were going through that you know, that transition, right? You will recognize that because sometimes people don't recognize it. And when they don't recognize it, they think something is severely wrong with them. They think, oh my God, something is, something is severely wrong here with me. It's not that it's severely wrong. It's that you're going through this transition and you have to be compassionate towards yourself. So the fact that you had an awareness of that and that you recognize that within yourself was a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So give yourself credit for that. Give yourself lots of credit. The fact that you recognize that and you were patient with yourself and you drank a lot of water, you were compassionate, you let yourself cry and grieve. Beautiful, beautiful. You did a beautiful thing. Um, I love how you see it in so positive approach to honor the person. Yes, I was thinking about a date or relationship for partner. <laughs> Beautiful special gifts of, oh, you are truly enlightened, Moon. No, I don't, oh, no, it's not that I'm truly enlightened. I'm just doing the work that I feel that I was meant to do. You know, we all have purpose, right? A higher purpose. We all have been giving gifts to use to serve others, right? Each one of us, it's not just Moon. It's every single one of you, ex church girl, Betty, special gifts LA, Termina, Mr. Starbucks, uh, you know, Norseman, hello, you know, uh, every person that is here, Mr. Sawbucks, every single person that is here, you know, Melanie, every single person that is here has special gifts that the creator has honored them with so that they could serve the light. 
we each serve our light in different ways. And so this is that. Okay. So Termin, that was such a insightful and helpful answer. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Much appreciated. You're welcome, Termina27. You're welcome. Yes, I, I understand. Trust me. And I get what you were saying because I've had lots of readings and I, I love psychics. I love clairvoyance. I love mediums. All of that stuff I love. And I believe in that stuff. But I recognize that, you know, some people may not resonate with me or they may not be able to read. Uh, I don't have that resonance with them. Or it could be also sometimes people don't have as much experience and they need more experience. And, and, and people who are starting out, you know, I said the millennials who are becoming readers, they have to start somewhere, right? They have to start in order for them to get the experience and become experienced, they have to start. So we need the beginner readers and we have compassion for them because if they don't practice, how are they going to get better? How are they going to get better? How are they going to get better? So I have compassion for their journey of becoming a more mature uh, reader. You have to have practice to become a mature reader, right? So I have even the ones that are young, I have compassion for. And all I do when I go to these readings, all I do is keep my mind and heart open. That's all I do. And And at the end, if the person resonates with me, and I felt that I had a really powerful session, then I will book another session. If the person doesn't resonate with me, then I won't book it, but I won't make it a big deal because I feel like I have supported their livelihood. I have supported their, because they, they have to, they have to pay their bills. They have children, they have rent, whatever. They have to put food on their table. I have supported them. So that's how I always look at it. Hi, Codwell, Codwell. This is my 91-year-old mother who's visiting me from New York. She's visiting me for one week uh, in California. So I, I just, uh, so mom, do you have anything else you would like to say? What does it feel like? She, she did say something about uh, what she feels, it feels like being um, 91. What does, what does your life uh, look like now? Now that you're 91, I mean, how are you? I don't feel like I'm 91. I feel like very young. Yeah. She says she doesn't feel like 91. She feels very young. So that's amazing. And she was, she introduced, she said hello in Japanese. Yeah, you. <laughs> We're Korean, but she speaks Japanese because her generation the Korea was occupied by Japan and they were forced to learn Japanese. So she says, Ohio gozaimasu in Japanese. So my mom's generation, they all know Japanese. And I don't know how many of you have watched her videos. Uh, They're so popular. Oh, thank you so much. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. Today we're, we're thinking about going, hello, Rose Day. I am here with my 90-year-old mother. Hello, Rose Day. Nice to see you. You're catching us more in the tail end of things. Okay, so if you want um, an I Ching oracle reading, put your question below this video, not in the chat, and I will do a reading for you next week below this video. Put it in um, the chat. No, not in the chat, but below this video. If you have a question for the I Ching oracles, And I will pull a card for next week's live session. Age is not in the number. It's how you take 
care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like my mom just said, she doesn't feel like she's 91. She doesn't feel like it. And I said to you that she doesn't take any medication. She still walks independently. She doesn't use a cane. She eats three meals. I mean, she eats maybe more than I eat. I swear to God, her appetite is so good. There was one time when she was at some years ago, she was taking, this is the, again, the power of herbs, the power of herbs. She was taking, like I said, you know, she took, when she had COVID, she took the Chinese herbs. My brother took the Chinese herbs, but she also had, at one point she had high blood pressure because Korean food can be very salty. Korean food is really great, but they put a lot of salt. And so she's eating Korean food for so many years, right? So she developed high blood pressure. So the doctor was, no, she developed, um, she did a high blood pressure. She was taking high blood pressure pills and my sister adjusted her diet completely and she got off high blood pressure pill. Another example, she had high cholesterol at one point and the doctors wanted her to take pill for that prescription for her cholesterol. And she did. As soon as she started taking that prescription pill, she lost her appetite completely. She didn't want to eat anything. And my sister, who's her primary caregiver, was so nervous. She says, if she doesn't eat anything, she's going to die. She had no appetite for anything. She only wanted to eat some of the Korean porridge. That's it. Nothing else. She didn't want to eat vegetables. She didn't want to eat protein, nothing. My sister was so scared. So they went to see an acupuncturist. She gave her acupuncture. She gave her herbs. As soon as she started doing that acupuncture, her, 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 her appetite came back. Her appetite came back because of the acupuncture and the herbs that she received. So just the power of these things, the power of, of holistic living is so powerful. And my mother is a testament to this. My mother is a testament to this. Okay. Hi, Monica. Blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Food is medicine. That's right. Special gifts LA. Food. Food is your first line of medicine. Food. That's your first line thinking, your stress, stress is another, I would say food and stress. If you can manage stress and eat good food, those are the two most important things. Manage your stress and food. These are two top things, two top tier things. My mother, she doesn't have any stress. My sister takes care of her so well. She takes care of her full-time. It's a full-time job. And she takes care of my mom so well. And I always say my mom, one of the reasons why she's lived this long is because of my sister, the way she takes care of her, the way she takes care of my mom is, is pretty remarkable. And, you know, and, and, and they eat out, they eat out now, they eat out almost every day during lunchtime, they eat out, they go to restaurants every single day for now dinner, they eat at home, breakfast, they eat at, lunch, they go out every single day, they're going to restaurants every single day, they go to restaurant, <laughs> my mom and my sister. So they, they eat out. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Monica. She says, wow, Monica says she is a very special super mom. Yeah. And my mom, you know, she went through wars. She went through World War II. She, she went through famine. She went through starvation. You know, during the war, they didn't have anything to eat. Uh, they, had, they had very little rice. 
you know, they were almost going hungry. So she went through a lot. I mean, she's 91. So you can imagine she was born in 1930 is when she was born. This December, she's going to become 92. So you can only imagine what she went through her life. And so when I say people, you know, people have problems, you know, you have her, she's so strong because she went through war, famine. You know, she went through so much that she's so strong. Her foundation is very strong. My mother's foundation is very strong. Take, thank you. Today, oh, okay, Codwoke. Codwoke. Let's let's all send Codwoke some healing. Let's all close our eyes, do a little prayer. Everyone, let's gather our energy. Let's send Codwoke some healing energy. Dear God, angel, spirit, guys, to send a message. We ask you, please watch over our fellow human Codwoke. Send Codwoke some healing energies, blessings, your beautiful pink light of healing and love. Please send it. Allow it to be penetrated into every cell, every tissue, every organ of Codwoke's body. Please allow, allow this time for rest, allow this time for healing. And we all send, please allow us to gather our collective energy of love and light and send it to Codwoke. Everybody just send it to him. Set that intention to send it to him. We love you, Codwoke. We love you. And we, I send you much love and healing and blessings. Okay. Okay. We'll see you in the future, Codwoke. Much love and blessings to you. So everyone, so does anybody else have any other questions for this live session? I am happy to answer. I am happy to answer. Okay. Oh, hi, Lulian. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Alma. How are you? Hi, Mega Mindsets. Hi. So does anybody else have any question? Before we leave, uh, my mother and I today, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the beach. I live about seven miles away from the beach. So we're going to go and take in the Pacific Ocean, the ocean air, you know, the water. You know, I just put out a video about the yin water element yesterday and how we, we can leverage the power of water to revitalize our energy and keep ourselves healthy. And I tell you, when I go to the beach, oh my God, I feel my energy just being re-energized. Okay, bye, Codwoke. Love and blessings to you. So let's all do uh let's uh let's all do a prayer. If you don't have any more questions, um, next week I will come on live again next week. Again, if you have a question for the I Ching Oracle, please put it below this video, not in the chat, put it below this video and I will pull a card. Love and abundance to you all too. So let's do a quick prayer uh, to set out our intention um, for the day and for the week. Dear God, angel, spirit guides, creator, divine masters, we thank you so much for allowing my mother to come into this space and share her beautiful energy with everyone and to inspire us that at 91, you could be this healthy, this vibrant, this alive. Wow, we are so inspired by this energy next to my next to me, my mom, 91 years old. And this energy we can all receive. We are so blessed that we can all receive this energy and that she could set an example of how to live so gracefully, so beautifully at 91 years old. I ask you to please send your love, your guidance, your protection, your uh, beautiful energy of support to every single one in this room 
to show them, awaken them to their truth and their light and their gifts and allow them to use their gifts so they can shine their beautiful light out into the planet, into humanity, into this universe and do the work on behalf of the light. So we, I am so blessed. And please, I ask you to bless every single one of the people, the viewers in this room, every single one with so much protection, guide and support light that they may make choices that is in the highest and best interest for themselves and the people around them, their family and their friends. And so thank you so much again for allowing us to gather our beautiful energies together, our beautiful energies together so that we may truly support each other, support each other with healing, with love, with compassion, <clears throat> and not judge each other, but really support each other in a way that makes us one. We are one family. We are one family. We are one family. Thank you. Namaste. Leonardo. Bye, everyone. <coughs> we'll see you next week. Much love and blessings.